When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the social media sinister, the crowd proclaim human trending topic, the hashtag candidate attention bandit, Twitter's favorite face of Facebook, and the OG of IG, Ken Warren, and you're listening to me on the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Hashtag, the pleasure's all mine. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. We're at episode number 31, Stan C., at your service, Rafcam is to my right, Romoran right across me. How's it going, boys? Fuck this traffic, yo. Fuck it all. Like, dear Manila, fuck you. Fuck all of you. Wow, glad to see you in such a good mood. How about you, Mr. Camus? I hate Manila traffic. There is no way to get around it. We should never record on Friday nights ever again. Ever again. Never. Wait, we have to do this properly. We are never, ever doing this again. You're just trying to, you know, you're just you're trying just, to. Yeah, you're pushing you're, it you're, No, no, you're trying to shrug the blame off because this is your fault. This no, is, this is this the is, family's fault. No, no. This is seriously this is, the family's fault. Still, we're still recording in your place of work. No, it, it, it was his idea. For no, you. it was him. Who made us record on Friday night? Yo, if we were gonna record on Saturday, we were we won't be able to get this set up. The multi mic, we have to place ourselves. We have no other choice. Fine, we don't have a choice, brother. Anyway, we're here. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're here. We're here. We made it on a Friday night. Yeah, last last Friday night was Halloween. I saw your costume, Camus. Uh, I gotta give you props. You pulled off a very convincing El Generico. Mm. Thank El you Generico very much. dos. Huh? El Generico. Well, the thing was, I was really gunning for a new angle with. With the costume, I was trying to become my own character. But when I when I laced up my boots, when I put on the mask and put on the cape, I realized no way that I'm somebody else. I am fucking El Generico. Yeah, what those. the hell? There uh, is you, no way to get around it. If someone recognizes you as El Generico, you are El Generico. I had a name tag. <laughs> no, no, I mean like you know, off the mask. You got an yeah. OLA chant, didn't you? I okay. Just so for those who didn't see my post, I. I got an Ole chant started at the party that I went to. Um, I found a guy who came as The Rock, right. modern The Rock, with the, the Rock. with the new belt not, and the tattoos. Not uh, fanny pack. Not fanny pack. Rock. Not <laughs> fanny pack. <laughs> Although, a lot of people in the States did go with that. Yeah, I know. I love, I love that costume. <laughs> so this is Via Satellite Rock. Via Satellite Rock. Via Satellite Rock. Rock. Actually, no. Via that's satellite a, that's a great. No, that's a great idea for for a costume. Via, Via satellite, satellite Rock. Rock. <laughs> My TV screen guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the guy, the guy who came as Rocky, actually had the fake tattoos going on. He had a cut off shirt. He was bald. He was no. Well, he had less hair than <laughs> I'd admit he had. But that was, was he was alcohol. he jacked though? Was he jacked? <laughs> he was jacked. He was okay, jacked. he was jacked. He was jacked. He was jacked. Yeah. And he had a print out version of the the W the current WWE belt, which was print out. Print out, like very cheap cartolina. Car- oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so midway through the party, we went to the parking lot and then people saw it 
And then they're just like, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And I was, I, I started getting my friends who knew about El Generico to do an Ole chant and then people rolled with it. Yeah, it's it easy to do. Easy yeah. to do. Easy as hell to do. And we, we got the chant off going in the middle of the parking lot. So you had a stare down? Yeah. In Ortigas Home Depot. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, but awesome. that guy was Jax. I don't know he would have given you rock ball or some shit. <laughs> I don't think he could. Why? Because <laughs> you're big? Because... You know what? If I had time, I would be doing PWR boot camp. Ah, yeah, papi. Ah. I, I should have. I should have. But you know what? Shout out to the boys at PWR. You guys are doing good things with that boot camp. Our boy Ro is a good testament to that. But <laughs> what do you know, though? <laughs> we talk about this on the show every week. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you. We should make it a segment, like a weekly boot camp weekly update. update. I don't know if the weekly boot camp update. And you, you turn more, you turn heel faster than Randy Orton did back in O2. Oh, Why? with the injury update. Remember that? Oh, uh, what? You injury update, yeah, papi. Uh, all right, all right. I get, it. I get it now. I get it now. Well, yeah, probably. Uh, okay, so my Halloween was um, eh, it was all right. It was um, not as eventful as I had hoped it would be due to some factors. I had this this really annoying cold though, so I don't know if it was allergies or it was just the weather being so cold now. Yeah. Um, but I was sniffling all throughout and my nose was itchy. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. So and I was trying to wear a mask, right? Great. Yeah, <laughs> Now you gotta have no, a Fine. <laughs> no. Dry clean even. Jesus. You you're way too germophobic. No, but um <laughs> No it was well, Ebola's out there. Yeah, dude. I don't have Ebola. What the fuck guys? The fuck do I know, man? I haven't gone through an airport unlike some people. Not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, um I couldn't wear the mask for too long because um the best way to wear it is to wear it tightly around your neck, right? Yes. And since it was pressing down on my itchy nose, I couldn't handle it for too long. And in a way, um that coupled with my feeling a bit claustrophobic with it. You know what? I kind of felt the same way because I, I spent you, my you, Halloween you, wearing a mask as well. All three of us actually. Mm. All three of us wore masks. Did, did you on feel Halloween? claustrophobic in your no, mask? No, because my okay. For those of you who don't know, the El Generico mask is actually quite stretchy. Oh yeah, especially yeah, yeah, around sure. the chin. Good for you, because that is it. The, um, like uh, nylon is it? Nylon lycra. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. in those mask, the man, it really presses on your face. Yeah, it's like, really I felt heavy, like my yo. nose is really being pressed on, and I was on the air, pa. Yeah. So you know, I I, I was trying to put put on a four hour show. Na parang ngongo kasi the mask was really pressing on my nose. But so yeah, that was my Halloween. I was just the material a, of, that, uh, of of those masks, the ones that Stan got from Japan, are kind of heavy, yo. Very heavy. Um, it's was not it? the type you would wear to actually wrestle. No, it, it is. It, it is, is. It is. It's just because it looks and feels like it can hold up to like a slap to the face. Okay. Yeah, it has to be sturdy. Yeah. So that's why it's that heavy. So and then, but but my mystical mask, for example, is also breathable uh, nylon, nylon lycra. lycra. Yeah, so I think I would have had a better time wearing that, but it's all right. Um, we're saving it for next year. Yeah, next year, maybe or another mask, right? Or we could like you know put together a party and have everybody come in luchador masks. That would be awesome. Or, or, or wrestling costumes. Yeah, that would be so, great. Uh, shout out if you want a party like that. We, we will put it together. If, hey, we if you try, say, we say tried, the word. You know? No, hit no, that wasn't a costume party. We just tried to put together a party, but it wasn't a costume party. I think now if you get people. To dress up as their favorite wrestlers, that might be a bigger draw. 
Again, hit us up if you have any ideas or if you're game. We're on Twitter. It's at Stan947. At Caveman Cabos. At Rose War. And you can email us as well at the SGP Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, let's get to our you know the the meat of the show. We've got a very packed show. We've got interviews happening. Got our boys from PWR, Ken Warren and Chris Panzer. They're going to talk about their rematch at Terminus. We also have our regular segments of spots and botched list. We also have Bose Avenue, the return of Bose Avenue. Avenue. And we've got some breaking kayfabe news on top of our picks of the week to close out the show. All right, let's get to it. We've got a, a packed list for spots and botches once again. This is the list of things that we like and do not like about this week in wrestling. Let's start off with, you know, why don't we start off with Lucha Underground? Because, you know, Lucha Underground debuted last week. Uh, the second episode came out yesterday. Right. On the El Rey Network, um, a channel we do not get. Right. We, we don't get the El Rey Network, so we have to resort to some underground methods to obtain our Lucha Underground. But that's okay. I actually find it entertaining as a product. Like I think it's something. It's something I might be following full time. So do I. Um, I, I. To be honest with you, I. I'm not able to catch as much TNA as I have been. Um, you know, maybe a month ago. Yeah. But now, um, the the Lucha Underground product is only an hour long, and it's easier to digest for us because not just the fact that it's an hour long, but um, the storylines are better written. At least, uh, they're more straightforward in a way. Yeah, and it's it's easier to follow when it's in it when you're starting it from the very start. Yeah, I I agree with that. Well, I've only seen bits and snippets of Lucha Underground, but all I have to say is production value is so high on this show. And I guess it's because the executive producer is Mark Burnett. He's the guy behind Survivor, and I'm a huge fan of Survivor, a huge fan of Mark Burnett. I'm just marking out the fact that you know Mark Burnett invested in wrestling, and he's putting out a good product so far. Very, yeah. So far, so far, so good. I mean. Technically, it's good wrestling, but show-wise, this is not your regular, not your regular wrestling show. If no, it's used, not. If you're used to watching TNA or WWE, it doesn't feel the same. Okay, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Um, I say fuck that because Matt Stryker, the play-by-play guy on Lucha Underground, is saying the same damn thing every show. It's only been two episodes, but he never ever lets up on that fact that you're watching a whole different product. And nothing screams insecurity more than saying that this isn't the wrestling you're used to seeing on your TV, brother dude Jack. But it's so insecure of them to keep saying no, uh, this isn't like the mainstream wrestling. Then again, when TNA was starting out, they always had those veiled potshots at WWE as well. No, they still do. They, exactly. still, they still do take... Not even veiled anymore. Not that Direct. veiled. Yeah, the the last um, ECW storyline with EC3, that was like an entire veiled pot shot of WWE. And they still do it. And it's so insecure of them to do so. And I know that Lucha Underground is a totally different product than the mainstream wrestling that we see. And it's better for them to just show it instead of just um, hammering on the... That, that that talking point because hey, it's also insulting the viewer's intelligence that we are, we can already tell just from the presentation alone that it's a completely different product you don't have to tell me you don't have to talk down to me and tell me that I'm watching a different thing you know I appreciate the fact that it is different in the sense that it's a telenovela and I think this is something that a lot of people have brought up now it's got this Mexican telenovela feel that you don't really see in, in American wrestling like if you're used to watching WWE or TNA or even uh, the indies 
So, yun, uh, that's something I look Actually, forward to. Actually, um, it kind of reminds me of Breaking Bad. Mm, the sh- the, the gritty Because feel. of the gritty feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I, um, I, I don't know if you should bring this up right now, but the cutscenes, like if you actually watch some of the uh, backstage backstage uh, scenes going on in Lucha Underground, they remind me of cutscenes in a video game, especially the scenes ni Conan and Prince Puma. Um, it's what it reminds me of is like if you're a create a wrestler character in a WWE video game and you have this mentor just talking to you, especially since Prince Puma doesn't respond in the backstage promos. Uh, he doesn't. I don't. He doesn't talk. Right. So partial video game, the mga cutscenes sa mga video games when you're in career mode. That's how it comes across to me. And because I'm a fan of game modes like that, I actually find that particularly enjoying. Yeah. And considering that we're only two episodes in. The Lucha Underground. There's a lot of time for you guys to catch up and see what it is for yourselves. Right, and again, it's easier to follow to start from this very beginning. Pero, ako naman, um, while I do enjoy the different approach to the backstage vignettes, I just, I just hope that they are able to work more into um, making the two uh, types of vignettes, the backstage segment and the actual in-ring match, to be a bit more consistent in feel and look. That's just, that's just me. Alright, now uh, let's get to our next item on the list. Uh, since we're still talking about Lucha Underground, here's something that we've ki- we kind of find questionable. So if you've been watching Lucha Underground, you've p- probably encountered the character Son of Havoc. Uh, Son of Havoc is a masked wrestler, but he's also a gringo. Right, and might I remind you, uh, based on, on Vampiro's words, he's not Havoc, he's Havoc's son. <laughs> He's Son of Havoc that's, uh, that's right And right now Son of Havoc is actually feuding with a female wrestler Right Called goes Sexy by the name, Star Right yeah. She's sexy and a star So she's Sexy Star Right But I like the characterization of Sexy Star Like when they first introduced her in episode 1 She was talking about female empowerment Yeah uh, She was uh, I think a rape victim Or an abuse victim Right and I like that particular anger It's not um, trivializing rape or abuse It's just uh, providing um, a kind of a Powerful background for her to come from. See, she's uh, portrayed as being, as having risen above that, and that's really nice. It's great to see someone draw from a negative experience and turn that into a positive. And they're really writing Sexy Star very well right now. Well, not very well because I didn't like what happened last week. Um, she lost after Son of Havoc pinned her after this. Uh, a counter to her move, but it was a cheap. Uh, it was a cheap win for Son of Havoc. It wasn't it. It wasn't a cheap win. It was a quick win that didn't even come from a finisher, unless that that transition uh, move was his finisher, which I doubt it was. Now in episode two, Son of Havoc and Sexy Star faced off again in an intergender tag match. This time with Son of Havoc teaming up with Evilise and Sexy Star teaming up with Chavo Guerrero. And I believe you have an issue with that. Yeah. Um. Last week, then, uh, right before the match, of course. Son of Havoc being the typical male heel, uh, he dr- he dresses down Sexy Star for even daring to have a match with him. Because it's an intergender match, uh, a one-on-one versus him and Sexy Star. And, uh, well, any typical heel would say that, oh, you're a girl, why would you be stepping in the ring with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Sexy Star uh, came, um, rose to the challenge but came up short. And now... Son of Havoc is teaming with Ivelisse, as you said. Who's a woman. Who's a woman. And my question is, how are you okay with the fact that you're teaming with Ivelisse after the things you've said to Sexy Star last week? 
Actually, hindi ni tanong kayo, parang what makes Evil Lee such a baddie? Like, I, I guess, because hindi nila siya introduce in episode 1. So they just introduced her in episode 2. And like, they didn't do enough to character uh, to characterize Evil Lee as someone who's actually reprehensible or as someone who's actually okay with teaming up with, uh, with a misogynist character like Son of Havoc. So I think it's something worth questioning and worth thinking about heading into episode 3. Yeah, Sana, um, the, Sana episode 3 addresses these things uh, better. Right, so now that we've uh, talked about Lucha Underground, let's talk about the WWE and let's talk about some spots and botches we've seen in the WWE. I like how we're actually talking about a different promotion entirely. We talked about TNA before. Yeah, but in, in detail, like, you know, with the spot and the botch, which we, we did once, yeah, with TNA, but yeah, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> Thank you, Lucha Underground. We need to start watching TNA again, though. Yeah, we do. Even we just have... for Manic. Yeah, yeah, even just for Manic. Now, um, let's talk about uh, Vince, Vince McMahon. Let's talk about VKM because he did return this week on Raw. And it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal because when's the last time we saw Vince? Uh, we talk about this in the segment, but we last saw Vince before SummerSlam of last year. So it's been a while. So it's been a miss, long right? while. A long-ass Vince while. Vince has been on TV. So, you know, for that reason alone, having him come back is a spot. Yeah. Because Vince is the kind of person that you don't really miss when he's around. But when he's gone, you take notice. Yeah, you take no, not the man, not necessarily take notice, but when he's gone and he comes back, you're just oh my god, I'm so happy that he's back again. You know what I notice about having Vince come back? I notice that they bring him back to come up with some really big news, some really big well, yeah, shit about to happen. That's, yeah. that's that's how he's been used man, um lately. And when he returned this week on Raw, he announced a bombshell, which is another spot on our list. And that's the fact that the traditional Survivor Series match isn't just a five-on-five affair between Team Cena and Team Authority. There's something up for grabs. Which is the power of Team Authority. That's which right. is a callback to uh, Survivor Series 2003. Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. Uh, <laughs> arguably the best Survivor Series match. My all-time favorite. So you know, um, it's really interesting how they've managed they've managed to tie that in, and now it just adds another layer to what's already a compelling storyline. Yeah, for the first time in a while, we have a Survivor Series match that matters. We brought it up last week, but then this week it really got built up on. I mean, Vince Vince added something that only Vince could do. Yeah, like, I mean, I, like, yeah, because literally, he's, that's the only that's, thing. He's the only guy who has the power yeah. to do that, and I mean. Having the authority as the as the main authority figure on WWE for close to uh, uh, over a year. year over, over a year. year over a year of the authority being in power is the first time that they're actually getting challenged or actually have the potential to be challenged. Thank you for bringing that up because I kind of feel that they're starting to feel like their back is against the wall, That's even true. though it's not necessarily the case. Because as of now, feeling more than seeing the hard way. Yeah. Right, pero they're starting to feel a little bit of the urgency and the pressure to actually come up with a good team. That's why they're actively scouting, like as of last episode. Yeah, and that's what something I mentioned again. That now they um here comes the fun part that they're actually looking for members on their team. Yeah. I, and I love this part of the Survivor Series buildup. Because that day, like they would just slap together some people, yeah. like five faces and five years. Wala yung yeah. wala yung formation. Now, Hindi mo nakita now, they're, now they're putting it together like a Lego house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we're actually seeing tension with with who's gonna join who, and this especially goes for Randy Orton at this point. Thanks for bringing up Randy Orton. A great segue to our next spot on the list: Randy Orton and his feud with the Authority. 
I love, I love this Randy Orton. Uh, cocaine fuel. Yeah. How do you cocaine, call it? Uh, Randy Orton on speed. Yeah, there. Yeah, I uh, beg to differ, though. It's cocaine. It's yeah. meth. He's fucked up. He's taken something. Or Tang- classes from Paul Heyman. Tangina guys, mga drugista kayo. But alam niya. We just know these things. <laughs> no, no, no. But but it's really bad. Bad Um <laughs> You need to we see. do not condone the use of dangerous drugs. Yeah, yeah, we uh, drugs are bad, kids. Stay in school. Take <laughs> <laughs> your vitamins. Bobby, Bobby, get high with God, not with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that on Jeeps, bro. Oh, I love seeing that on Jeeps. Oh shit! And <laughs> all right, going back. Seriously though, cocaine is a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug, and not that we know. Well, we see it on Randy Orton. Yeah, we see it Have on you Randy seen, Orton. Uh, you should see the backstage segment he has with he Triple H. He, he just keeps going. He just keeps going and going and going. Co-captains! Co-captains! You don't have to stomach this. <laughs> and he says everything he in one breath. I'm going to keep exactly. doing it and doing it and doing it. <laughs> says it's, everything in one breath. And, wow. And this is the most entertaining we've seen yeah, Randy it's Orton the most in a long time. Entertaining, yeah. I dare say ever. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, I dare say that this is probably the most entertaining iteration of the Randy Orton character. And he has motivation. That's the thing. For but, the first time in a long time, he has a reason to be doing what he does. Yeah, because, yo, have you ever been so mad? <laughs> have you ever been so mad? <laughs> to take cocaine. No. no. <laughs> or maybe after you took cocaine. No, but have you ever been so mad? Not that we know. Stop it. I know. <laughs> yes. We, disclaimer. We don't take drugs. Not those kinds of drugs. <laughs> uh, just digging a deeper hole each time. It's all you, boys. All you. That's you. I've that's been silent you. right here. <laughs> Have you ever been so mad that you had to be held back? And you the kind of anger na alam mo ikaw yung tama. Tika lang, papi, para familiar to ah. Kasi papi, nagbabasa ko ng rappler. Oh, papi. Si Joe the Grappler parang inisinulat niya I didn't know you were a fan of Joe the Grappler. I do agree with this. Joe the Grappler. Yo, come on, come on. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna defend I'm that, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm gonna defend that Cena Mark right now because he's actually writing he's some compelling stuff. Now. Actually, Balin Balin yeah, because I said that too. Yeah, but he makes a good point. He makes a very good point. But it's a, a valid point, but, but he's, he's a, a dipshit. <laughs> no, but he's the only the only way he's an idiot is because he fucked up the line. Yeah, dude. He yeah. fucked up the light. It's rage, rage against the dying of the light. He had one job, kid. He had one job. Damn it, Joe! Seriously though, in all seriousness, you might want to check out his columns at Rappler.com. Anyway, no, no, no. anyway, yeah, that's, that's before he gives we, us cheap advertising. No, yeah, yeah, bef- yeah. Before and we don't we, pay him, so I'm being nice. Before we plug him too much, it's just that. Uh, no, I'm saying that. Have you ever been so mad that you had to be held back? And um, alam mo na sa tama ka, pero di mo magawa ng paraan kasi if you, you you know if you go crazy on someone, they might the consequences might be on you. Right. right, we've right. all been yeah, there. We've all been, we've all there. been there. We've all been there. Professionally and personally. Right. Oh, oh, para mi hugito. Medyo. No, but seriously, we all know how that feels. That's why we can all relate to Randy Orton right, right now. Right, exactly. And parang, you, you just wanted to be the guy that that hit your boss when he's being uh, a dick or something. Or hit that bully who was giving you shit in class. And it's a callback to what made Steve Austin so popular. Here's the thing, though. Like, and this is something I'm going to credit uh, Ryan Songali of Rappler for. Like, Randy Orton is best when he's not necessarily a good guy sticking up for values, but when he's Randy Orton who fucks with anybody not named Randy Orton. Yeah, basically. 
and that's basically what he is right now. No, it, it just so happens again that now the uh, Randy Orton's mission is something we can all relate to. Right, right. He just needs to RKO the fuck out of everyone at this that's point, true. which he's you know so really close to doing. And <laughs> you know, at this rate, I think it's a it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be on Team Cena. Well, well if, he, if he shows if up he shows in time up. for Survivor Series, yeah. if but he's fully recovered, I want what I want to see there is um, assuming he's going to be on Team Cena. Um, he uh, Team Cena wins the match, but then he RKO's the fuck out of everyone. That'll be fun. Or be fun. He doesn't make the match, and then he comes back after the match and RKO's the fuck out of everyone. What if he does a Daniel Bryan? Remember SummerSlam 2010? I am mystery and oh, uh, mystery, mystery tag team yeah, partner. Mystery tag team partner. That's probably what's the, probably that's probably, that's probably where they're happen, going yeah. with it. Yeah, the most likely scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is you know I wouldn't mind either. But yeah, Randy Orton, it's a spot on the list. We love it. Let's talk about something that makes us happy. Uh, another thing that makes us happy: the fact that our boy Rusev is a champion. Rusev Fudria. <laughs> I hope that he turns it into um, uh, a Russian championship. Whoa, whoa, dude. whoa! whoa. And, uh, anyway, uh, we're jumping ahead. For those who don't know, uh, Rusev and Sheamus had this title match post Raw, exclusively on the network. And that's a botch in itself. In yes, it is. Because I didn't get to see it. I, I still haven't seen it, but I know the result. No, no, no. Not just that. But the fact that they had to run it on the network kind of paints them in a corner. So now, it's either you have to give Rusev the championship uh, on this weird-ass post-Raw show that doesn't really draw anyone except those interested enough to sign up for the network or those already on the network or... You hand him his first loss, on which that they're same not stage. doing, and you know they're not giving him his first loss right there because it's a landmark exactly, event. Yeah. it's their first yeah, ever post raw what you know post raw show. Yeah, so now you have to pick the, between the two evils. Do you give him his first championship on that weird small post raw network exclusive where you have less people watching? Exactly. Um, hopefully, more people tune in or sign up for the network because of that. Or do you give him that first Rusev loss? Right, and uh, we know now what happened, but. It's a bit of a waste then. It was a good match for sure. Good moment also. Yeah, it was a good moment as well well, for any Rusev fan. But it was a waste of a big moment. It it was really just a lesser. It could have been bigger. It could have been a lot bigger. I mean, if they did it on SmackDown. Not even. I would have liked it. It would have been uh, better than uh, post-Raw Network exclusive. I mean, that's usually what we see after the post-show is like a dark match that goes on. Yeah. That's what we expect from post-Raw type stuff. Um, like, when you watch backstage, older episodes of backstage, you see that the usual post-Raw dark match starts going on. But not something that has meaning. Not something that you can actually write into canon. Exactly. Not something that you have to show. It's Because technically, this is must-watch TV. This is a title change happening. But I do agree with what happened, man. I think the title change is not bigger than his first law. So... Well, I guess it was the lesser of two evils. It's a creative way of booking. It, yeah, but, but it's not, not the greatest the gamble. Greatest, yeah. yeah, It's not the best thing that we want, considering that we're not getting the network yet. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a spot and a botch. Hey, speaking of networks, the NBA League Pass is available in the Philippines moving forward. WWE Network, where you at, bro? Guys. Are they paid to do that? But... <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm is really NBA. not. Com paid yo, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm just, uh, totally being an NBA junkie at this point. Okay. Uh, how because about we are full swing into the season. Yeah, we are. 
<laughs> yes, we are. Um, let, let's talk about the depth of the roster right now, of the WWE roster, because you had a lot of guys pulling double duty, and that's not a good thing. So if, if we're going to make NBA comparisons, you had a WWE roster that was depleted. They were kind of like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hashtag everybody down. Except, you know, the Thunder, <laughs> they, they were injured, but the WWE guys, man, half of them were on tour already. We didn't have to do with uh, no, with the Rusev and Sheamus matches. I mean, it was a nice moment for Tyson Kidd to yes. have a win against Sheamus. Fair. On Raw. On, on Raw. Raw. But I don't think, or I think we would have been better off with a promo or confrontation, right? True right. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. You know, you had multiple matches from multiple guys. Uh, Seth Rollins is one of them. But then again, you know, it's hard to bitch against seeing too much of Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is money. Seth Rollins is yeah, one he, of the most enjoyable guys Yeah, right he now. is working harder than Cena right now, I think. No? Yeah, He's considering that Cena matches. wasn't on Raw. You're right. Um, well, he was all over the place, though. He was in New York to L.A. to Alaska, I think, or wherever, and then to London in the span of three days. But... Um, Seth was a workhorse in this, this in week. this episode of Raw. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy because you would think that he would slow down by the second match, which was a bigger match between him and Randy Orton. But uh, he just kept going and going all the way until the very end. Walang palya, no? And wow, congratulations, Seth Rollins! And this guy is the future. He is a small, agile guy, uh, lower, uh, lighter than two hundred and twenty pounds, and. Who would have thought, right? He's like he's like the Kevin Durant of the WWE right now. <laughs> Insert you the real MVP. You <laughs> the real MVP. But after this after this episode of Raw, I have to say, I really think Seth Rollins moving forward can actually carry a full show. But I think he needs to slow down if we oh, all yeah. know what's good for him. Oh yeah. I mean his indie days, he didn't he didn't necessarily wrestle a light schedule. Daniel Bryan as a benchmark for all of this. Uh-huh. I don't want to see another Daniel Bryan. Guy, because last year, last year we saw him work so hard to get to that WrestleMania moment. Like he went through hell. Right. He went through hell of a schedule wrestling almost every night for a year. And if Seth Rollins goes at this rate, he might just injure himself, and that's the last thing we want to see, especially with the depleted roster. You know, we talked about like an off season in wrestling some episodes ago. Like uh, I think it was one of our first episodes, and. Is this the right time to talk about an off-season again? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I mean... But, um, going off your point, but Daniel Bryan worked twice as hard. He's He worked twice as hard... As anyone. As anyone, but he worked twice as hard as what Seth Rollins needs to... How, or as how much Seth Rollins needs to work to get to the top. He's already on the fast track there. He has the briefcase, Right. Actually, yeah, when you think about it. And, you know, he he's in a position where he's not an underdog in the character. He's not. He's really not. He's really, he's not. really he's crowned as the, ne- as the future. He's the chosen one. Yeah, he is the don't, chosen don't, one. Don't jinx it, man. Don't Papi. jinx it. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't go Drew's way, you know? Uh, he he talked better than Drew can, for sure. You can even say, you can even claim that Seth Rollins right now is more chosen than Roman Reigns is. No, I, I can actually agree with that. I can. For now. For now. For now. For now. While, while Reigns is on the sideline. Just because Seth Rollins has a more complete game. For now. For now. For now. And so let's we, leave it at that for now. I hope it stays that way. Let's, let's leave hope. it at that. Right. Let's talk about other, other things happening in the world of the WWE. How about that Eric Rowan segment with Renee Young? My girl Renee and, and Eric Rowan. Two, two characters you wouldn't exactly imagine together. I found it funny. Just because it was so awkward, you know? This is the new 
Rowan gimmick, I guess. He's the creep god. And I don't get it. Parang, why did they have to peg him down? Like, it was nice having him as a serious creepy heel, but not as a perverted version of well, that. Well, he wasn't perverted necessarily. I mean, it just comes across as creepy. It's not sexual yet. No, think it about was. it. It was. In a way, it was. It was. And when you think about it, parang, they're trying to make him, they're trying to make him adorable in a weird way. Parang, he was just trying to tell Renee she was pretty. Gets mo? Parang, it kind of pretty. shits on the credibility of the Eric Rowan character that no, they built from the game. No, 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 I don't it think it shits the credibility. I think it does. No, no. It depends on what, what no. else they do with him. I mean, Rowan used to wrestle as, as that guy who, once he takes off the mask, he becomes an animal type, right? Yeah, but that segment because they tried to make light of that. So get mo, parang it, it wasn't as serious. Like being Ooh, in the same obviously very not serious at all. Yeah, because it gets me point. Parang that eh, being in the same frame as Eric Rowan meant that you were gonna get fucked really badly. But <laughs> now that you have context, context. But okay, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, now man. that he's in the same screen as Renee Young, and then they try to make it a lighthearted moment. It was not a lighthearted it, it, moment. You, they can't try. There's so much tension there. Yeah, but, it was not and for, lighthearted. And for five for me. seconds, for what no. the five seconds that it happened. Right, fine. Hindi siya, hindi siya yung sasabihin mo na, hindi siya sasabihin mo na parang lighthearted na nakakatawa. No, it was funny for me kasi it was funny how that moment played out. But it wasn't for sure. It was not lighthearted. It was okay, fine. creepy it, as fuck. It was creepy pero it wasn't that yung tipong parang you would fear for your life. It was an awkward. No, you wouldn't know because you're not a girl. Right, but you wouldn't know either. What? Because we're not girls. Because you're not, you're not women either. Feminism! Yeah, but... <laughs> I know more that it's. I know that it's more of a threatening thing for Renee. You okay, thought it fine. was light. I thought it was heavier. I thought it was awkward. Yeah, it's I thought awkward. it was awkward. I didn't necessarily but think it, wasn't, it was it wasn't light. The, I thought they were trying to it make wasn't it light. The cute, awkward. Where you're like, oh, look at him. He's a big sheep. after a few days, after a few days of having watched that segment, I just thought that they might go in a direction where they're trying to make him adorable. It's not It's adorable. not adorable. He's not a cute sheep that you can pet. It's just like, holy shit, this guy is gonna rape me. Sorry, let me finish. See, exactly, that's what that's I was saying. What, that's the kind of vibe that you're getting of Exactly, him. that's why that's I said not, it was heavy. That's the serious. Gun. That's not the best. Gun. Okay, that's the best case scenario. Best, that is not best. Hold up, hold up. No one wants to get yo, raped. Yo, 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 yo. Let me finish. Let me finish. You're not letting me fucking finish my thought. Then fucking finish. The best case scenario for that character is what you were trying to say. Na parang, yeah, he's creepy because you think he's going to rape you. Worst case scenario, na parang, oh, you know, he's a lighthearted figure. He's actually a cute cuddly bear under that sheep mask. But that's what they're trying to. Pro- that's the worst thing that could happen to that character. But it's not. I don't, it's well, not. Yeah, yeah. It's That's what I'm thing. seeing. What kind of weird ass are you? <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. Parang, you think it was adorable? Not, no, okay. I didn't think it was adorable. I'm okay. just afraid that they might make him adorable okay. that so, way. Fine. That's fine, what I'm trying fine. to fucking say. But WWE th- creative, roll with this. Let's see what you've got for him. I think, honestly, it needs time. It's not glorifying rape for sure. It's not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's no way it is. I don't want it to. I don't think. It, I don't think. No one wants it. I don't think it's them making it adorable or Eric Rowan adorable in any way. I don't think it is. It's that's unless that's you're reading into that. it um, a bit pessimistic. I know. I, I know. I I've guess. seen fan fiction on Tumblr about oh, the shush. sheep. <laughs> shush! It's so wrong. Can we not? Go is there, there fan fiction with the sheep and the bunny? Yes. <laughs> God. I mean, we used to... Jesus. A few weeks ago, we talked about an animals division. Just stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> we are killing this segment. Enough. Moving on. All right, let's, let's move on uh, to, to better things. Sami Zayn and Tyson Kidd on main My event. My boy! <laughs> My boy! 
<laughs> it was a, it was a pleasant surprise though. I think um, you would think that a lot of people would complain, no, about how Sami Zayn suddenly showed up in main event without any prior advertising. But um, what are they gonna do with him now? They but, gave him a promo package. Yeah, no, they no, no, gave I mean, him. Like, no, I mean like it was a random appearance, and you think fanboys would complain about that? I have zero complaints. Yeah, zero I have zero complaints, complaints as well. You know, I, was I haven't seen the match, but I don't. I'm not complaining either. No, it was a match because it made sense. It was versus yeah. Tyson Kidd, uh, someone who he's everyone, had trouble with. Yeah, yeah, someone everyone knows he has feuded with, and that's why I guess most people complain about it. But sayang lang din that. Unadvertised. Yeah. Unadvertised. If you want to advertise the fucking network, don't do this weird post-Raw show uh, match thing. Do this on main event. Yeah. Uh, no, not just that. Um, Tell your guys or tell your audience that this guy they really like seeing on NXT is showing up on main event. You have to cross-promote your shows that air exclusively on the network. That's proper no, promotions. Papi, papi. No. Um, when I first saw on Twitter, uh, uh, my fellow wrestling fan friends on Twitter... Uh, orgasming over uh, Sami Zayn's appearance on Main Event, I immediately looked for a way to watch Main Event in real time. Okay. And um, a lot of that would translate into more people who don't have the network and could get the network uh, rushing to get the network. Right, right. That that's actually how you properly market your network. That's how you market on-demand content. Do 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 they underestimate? The, the drawing power of Sami Zayn. No, you know why? You know why that's actually a more uh, a more conducive way to to promote the network. Because it's more accessible in content in that sense. Like main event is accessible in the sense that it airs at a schedule people follow. Whereas yeah, if you true. make people go out of their way to watch a post Raw match, parang I mean, some people have their schedules, some people have their routines, and it's a very late post. I mean, yeah, post Raw is. Close to midnight in the Exactly. States? Some people have yeah, to go to bed. By that time, by that time. The kids are asleep. Yeah. Bedtime na nila, right. Wait, the crowd. By that time, the crowd they would have exhausted. had like four hours of wrestling. And, you know, e- even if we love wrestling, putana mo papagud karin. Even uh, Rusev and Sheamus wouldn't have been fresh. Exactly, which is you know, which is why you know, um, they they could have promoted Sami Zayn, Tyson yeah, Kidd nice to promote the network. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good intentions, bad execution. Could have been better. As usual. Moving on. Next uh, item on the list, let's talk about the new day. Xavier Woods being repackaged as some parang gospel, gospel guy. Sorry, before, we, before we talk about uh, Xavier Woods, am I the only one who looks at Xavier Woods' name and try to, uh, tries to pronounce it thanks to NBA 2K as Xavier Woods? No, no, I, no, no. I, I try to pronounce it Xavier. It's <laughs> like, you know, Xavier Henry. <laughs> You know, I no because we grew up in Xavier School. Yeah, I know. But you don't call it Xavier School. No, I'm trying to get used to calling it Xavier just because it sounds cooler. Xavier. It does not. It sound does not. Cooler. No, it, it doesn't. Sounds, I don't it think sound it pretentious. Yeah, Xavier. When it, it makes it sound first, pretentious. When I first saw uh, Days of Ah, uh, not Days. Parang di Ateneo. Hey, hey, just because I'm the only Atenean here on this. podcast. Yeah, you are the only Atenean on this podcast. No, 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 but. <laughs> you know, when I, when I first saw uh, First Class, X-Men First Class, I was so thrown off by how they pronounced uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah. I don't it, well, that's okay. There are multiple pronunciations for the word Xavier. Savior, Xavier, and Xavier are all acceptable. Okay, just hindi Xavier, pare. Tama, tama. We are not here anyway, to going you. into a new day. I don't know what to make of it. Neither I, do I. I just hope that you know uh, that he, he doesn't get reduced to a comedy gimmick. Well, it really is a comedy. Gimmick. It is from the very get go. You have very stereotypical black gospel choir, everything. But this is, I mean, 
right? know, from what we know, from what we yeah, know, from what we know, from what we know, Xavier Woods is supposed to be teaming up with Kofi Kingston and Biggie e. Big e Langston to form this super friends, super, super smart, smart, smart athletic, athletic friends, smart athletic friends, which group. they actually mentioned on Raw. Right? Yeah, they did mention it on Raw. They did go run. They have been running with it at live shows at the live events, but we haven't seen anything yet. We this new Blacksus as we have dubbed it, has not shown its face. What's going to happen with that? I just hope that, you know, uh, the whole Blacksus idea doesn't get thrown to the wayside. Because it's so good. It, it has so potential. Good. Especially at the height of the... The, that, that the Ferguson. The Ferguson, the Ferguson killings. killings. Right, right. Killing, killing... Sorry. Killing, killing riots. Thank you. Killing and No, riots. but anyway, um, we don't even know if... Big E and Kofi are going along with this new gimmick. I hope they do. I hope they do because um, the only reason why I'm going to buy into it is if um, it's, it's going to give Big E and Kofi better gimmicks, better characters. Because they had it's none. Gonna give, yeah, it's going to give them characters, period. And I want Big E to be the Deacon. Deacon it, Langston. Because when you see Big E on Instagram, he's got character. Yeah, he's, got, he's funny. He's, he's funny. A funny, dude. And Xavier Woods is hilarious also. Yeah. He, I still can't get over the roof is not my son, <laughs> but I will raise it. <laughs> if they run to that kind of shit, they will get over. Yeah. No, because these guys these guys are naturally fun guys. Fun. Yeah, Big E's a funny guy. Big E's a funny guy. Kofi is, well... No, he could be funny. Okay, he Kofi can be, funny. can be funny, but there's just so much that these guys can do and aren't doing yet. So oh, yeah, well. uh, Sayang. here's Sayang. the hoping. Here, here's here's the, hoping. the hoping. Good Knock luck, on wood. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to our last item on this list. Finn Balor finally making his debut on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. This okay, this moment in NXT debuts was not the best. Yeah, but okay, I have a friend. I have a friend. Interest music plays, but uh, well, badass music, badass music. But, oh yeah, badass music plays, and well, they were banking on an air. They were, I think, for the first time ever, or maybe the second time ever, they were banking on Prince Devitt's international popularity to just to you know to, immediately translate. Yeah, yeah, and in a way, it did. It did yeah. the man, but uh, because he's not an unknown. It yeah, but it. Translated as well to lazy booking on that end. True that. But the, I, I was thinking of more exciting ways to bring him into the picture. Like just having him come out of nowhere to yeah. actually defend Hideo against the Ascension. Right. Exactly. But this build-up build was predictable. Yeah, we've seen spoilers. We've seen spoilers. It's hard for you to discredit that. But the thing is, Finn Balor is once-in-a-lifetime talent. That's true. Once in a lifetime talent, as as are the rest of the NXT five. Now, for which, those of you who aren't familiar with the NXT five, they are Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, uh, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Hideo Itami. <laughs> it's Kevin Owens' heart. It's Kevin Owens' heart. But yeah. these guys, these guys are once in a lifetime talents that you know WWE has imported from the Indies, and it's just they could have done better. There, I have a feeling that they're going to be doing better with Steen. Steen, yeah, probably, the man probably. formerly known as Kevin Steen. But the thing is, I just want these guys to be treated well because these I think guys they will. These guys these guys are so good. A lukewarm a lukewarm introduction lukewarm segment does not uh, a terrible career make. So of course, I think it's gonna be alright. I think it's gonna be alright. But they didn't even let him talk. <laughs> well they, they can do that later. To. Yeah, they need, they need to. to. They need to. But, but it's very simple. You fuck with my friend, I fuck with you. Yeah. 
But it, but uh, you know, it could have been better than Talaga. Could have been better. I mean, I, I would have been okay with him just bum rushing an Ascension beatdown to save Hideo. You know, unannounced. But he gave a hell of a beatdown. Oh yeah, he did. He oh yeah, he did. did. Give a hell of a beatdown. And 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 Kenta, sorry, na, Hideo, Itami Hideo Itami did the running knee. Yes. He did. <laughs> He's taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> it, GTS na lang. Oh, well, he, he could have took it. Uh, he could have taken back the GTS. That's next, eh, right? GTS. Yes, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I guess that does it for this list of things that we like and didn't like in wrestling. Once again, we call this list Spots and Matches. All right, all right, all right. It's been a while since we've done this segment because uh, we haven't had much time for it lately. But it's actually been the PWR guys, our friends from the PWR, who actually want to see this back, want to hear this back, and they actually wanted to get on it. But they're not here right now because we're still waiting for them. They're kind of late tonight. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> it gives us more time to do our bullshit. And so we would like to bring back our very special segment where we reinterpret classics in the wrestling world. This is Bo's Avenue. So, Ro, what song will we be hearing from you tonight? From me? I'm just Yeah, because it's all you. It's so Bo's me. Avenue. Yeah, we're not throwing you under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. We, okay, have, I'm, we have no guts to sing. The reason why I brought this back this week is to commemorate a special man in the wrestling world. We dedicate this week's Bo's Avenue to the one and only Vladimir Putin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not Vladimir Putin. We're actually dedicating it to the patriarch. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Let me, just, let me just head right into it. Let me just head right into it. All right, here we go. One, two. A one, two, three, four. No chance. That's what you got. No chance in hell. Up against a machine too strong. Petty politicians trying to souls from us like hobbits. We'll find their place in line. But tie a string around your finger now, boy, cause it's just a matter of time and they've got no chance. No chance at all. You've got no chance. Oh, no chance in hell, you've got no chance. No chance in hell. I saw it swirl in Manila. This is the first time I've actually imagined that song being sung. What do you mean? What, the, what does that mean? Because it's not really sung, it's just it, it's shouted being at. Yeah, it's being yelled no. No Yeah, yeah, but it's still in the same way. Even song. But I'll it's give not, you props. Like the miss. It's not like exactly. the miss. Yeah. I'll give you it's props like for that. I'll give you props for that interpretation, my friend. I, I, so I did it to honor the return of our patriarch, Mr. Vince McMahon, who has been away since what? I think before SummerSlam was last year, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Way before. So it's been a whole, a whole year. Almost a full calendar year. Yeah, yeah. I know, actually, more than. More than, than a full more calendar than. year, yeah. And the guy has been. Well, okay, we. Uh, he looks better now. He look. He does he look better, better now. He looks younger than Triple H, but that that is not hard to do. I have an issue with his haircut, though. Like, I think I think it took him so long since he shaved his head to actually get that old haircut back. No, no, I think um, no, he shaved his head back in what two thousand six? Exactly, yeah, two thousand seven. No, I'm, I'm thinking that he shaved his head and then maybe um, he let it grow for a while, 
he didn't let it grow past a certain point. He just, you know, he just kept trimming from there. And maybe after this, after his last appearance, doon siya, ano, doon siya, doon niya pinatubo ng, ng, ano, ng lubos. Ng lubos? Ng lubos! <laughs> wow, we're getting very, very deep with our Tagalog. Pero okay yan, okay yan. Kasi dapat talaga nagtatagalog tayo. Every now and then, di ba? We are a Pinoy podcast. Yeah, we are. We are a Pinoy podcast. We are a podcast by the Filipino fan for the Filipino fan. All right, and with that, that was Bose Avenue. And thank you for letting me sing. <laughs> In related news, since we just did Vincent Kennedy McMahon's entrance, we have some breaking kayfabe news this week. Brought to you by... Reverend Devon Hughes and Deacon David Bautista Sutich. You won't have to deal with it. You will testify. Excuse me, Bo. Hoping to draw attention away from World Wrestling Entertainment's underwhelming financial performance in the last fiscal quarter, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon reminded the world's media today that he remains undefeated against God. Mr. McMahon said at a press conference this morning, quote, the streak is unbroken, end quote, as he deflected reporters' questions about the lower-than-predicted subscription rate to the WWE Network. Mr. McMahon, never averse to brazen self-aggrandizement, spent the entire press conference bragging about how he and son Shane defeated the team of Shawn Michaels and God at the 2006 Backlash pay-per-view. Mr. McMahon said, quote, God claims to be the omniscient, all-powerful creator of the universe, but clearly, I am the more supreme being. I am the omniscient, all-powerful creator of the WWE universe, end quote. Some skeptics have called into question whether the actual God participated in the match at all, given that he appeared only as a circle of white light, which could have easily been created by a bright spotlight. Mr. McMahon, however, scoffed at some suggestions, arguing that even God doesn't turn down a WWE contract. According to some wrestling insiders, God was sent back to WWE's developmental territory after the match for retraining and is currently known by the ring name Sami Zayn. Back to you, boys. And that has been our breaking KFAB News Update. We've had them on the show before as individuals, but right now we're actually really lucky, really fortunate to have them together. And we're, we're so happy that they haven't come to blows just yet. We are talking about two guys who are having a rematch at Terminus this December 6th. We have with us in the studio Chris Panzer and the social media sinister Ken Warren. Guys, welcome to the SGP podcast yet again. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Well, me. <laughs> it's a pleasure for everyone hearing me right now to be back in the SGP podcast. Thank you for not tearing up the studio yet. <laughs> Pleasure's all mine. No, seriously, we, we are so grateful. Of course, uh, we, we always love having guests, uh, our friends from PWR. But, you know, just to have Ken Warren and Chris Panzer back in the studio. And I, I want to see this tension. I want to see this develop between you guys. Uh, first of all, you, you have to fill us in. What's going through your mind right now that you have your opponent from, last pay, from the last show, Renaissance and Terminus, in this booth, in this very enclosed space right now? Like, what's going through your mind, Ken? I just got to ask, though, am I getting punk right now? Is like Ashton Kutcher gonna jump in, inside this room or something? Or how about that victim show with that Carlos Agassi, right? Is he gonna jump in right now? Why am I this, in the same room with Panzer? Wait, what, what victim? What the hell? How old is that reference? Very, very old. But I remember that show. But I'm I actually don't. young, dude. I'm actually young. I don't know. I remember that show. It's called Victim, right? Victim, yeah. Yeah. 
Now, Ken Warren, not just a social media presence, but he's a pop culture geek as well. I'm in the city of the stars, dude. Can't blame me. City of the stars. <laughs> Gotta love it. Now, Chris, what's going through your mind right now? I mean, what's holding you back from tearing Ken Warren apart? Okay, what's going through my mind right now is I am focused. You know, I've been I've been set back a bit because I lost that match, but only by a thread. Only by a thread. Because I think Ken Warren got lucky. Wow. So, yeah, right now, I know his weak spots. I know where to hit him right in the money. Okay, Chris, uh, tell me, what is your weakness to Ken Warren? Because you're telling me that you know how to figure him out, but he beat you. Exactly. He was the one who got the one, two, three. So what is your weakness to Ken Warren? I don't know. I think there's no internet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have to bring that up. That's that's not even the issue. Still, there's no internet, right? But I beat you because I don't need the Wi-Fi of Makati Cinema Square. All the Wi-Fi I need is the piss, fist, piss, right, piss of mine, and my sick right kick right down your face. He brought his own hotspot. All right, man. <laughs> Take it easy, boy. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. My Wi-Fi tied here at Melo ninety four seven Studios. Thank God. Thank but God. Uh, but going back to the match, um, I thought for one, Chris Panzer had it all figured out because um, he was all set to win that match. He, I think he had um, no offense, Mister uh, Ken Warren, but he had your number, and he was close, but he didn't get the job done. But how? What was um, going through your mind right after that match? Now you were. Just so close. I don't know. I thought I had it. Um, you know, I had Panzermonium behind me. I was all set. And then, boom, that happened. So, it took a toll on me. But like I said, uh, Panzermonium, we won't back down. We get back up. And December 6th, I'll give it 101%. Chris, I got to ask you, what did your fans say? Like, I know you have a lot of followers for Panzermonium, but... Did some people stop believing in Panzermonium after you lost to Ken Warren? Oh, you know what? I I got some loyal followers, you know. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Ralph. <laughs> hey, My up, boy Ralph is the number one Panzermoniac. Moniac. We still haven't resolved that. Chris, what do we call? What do we call your fans? <laughs> it is still a mystery, but you'll find out one day. All right, you gotta believe first. I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Call, call them losers. Point one from the boy back home. Damn. Right. No. Seriously, Chris, you gotta tell us. Like, what? What? What did your followers have to say? Like, did you lose any? Did they? Did they have your back? How did they react to you losing to Ken Warren in a very tight match, tightly contested match? Oh, they still believe in me, and that's it. You know, um, I didn't lose any. Um, you know, I, I'm telling you, man, these guys, these guys really give me strength. You know, I thought I, they're not going to believe in me anymore. anymore. Um, but I don't know. It's just, you know, heartwarming for me that, you know, some people just say, you know, that was a great match. You know, you, you'll get it next time. What do you have to say about that, uh, Ken Warren? Boo-hoo. Their hero's a loser. Boo-hoo. What's this, a drama show? This is not ABS-CBN or GMA. Come on, guys. This Ken. is wrestling. Ken, I gotta ask. You were the winner in that match. You yeah. were the big winner at Renaissance. What made you What made you agree to a rematch against Chris Panzer? You've beaten him already. One, two, three. What do you have left to prove? To be honest, I was just booked here, right? I was just booked for PWR Terminus on December 6th. And uh, I had no clue who, who would be my opponent. But apparently, through social media on Facebook just recently, I found out it's, you know, Chris Panzer. So what are you doing this for? What's, what's your motivation for stepping back into the ring against Chris Panzer? Because I already, I already beat him. 
maybe if I prepare, I could just open my Facebook like three minutes before the match. And I, I would beat him, you know. Check, uh-huh. check my notifications, comment or something, greet someone happy birthday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it safe for me to assume that you're also doing this for the purse? I'm doing this for the money. Yeah. This for just for the show because uh-huh. past year I was doing this for you know my passion. This one's just for the money. So it's really the it's guy. Really, your agent pulling the strings here. Uh, like probably some magic. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's Christmas Christmas season. I need to buy my family some stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's gonna be hard times. Hard times, dude. Hard times. Hard I know Chris, Chris Panzer. <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask Chris Panzer. I know you've been raking in some gigs. I've seen your TV commercial. In case you guys didn't know, <laughs> our boy Chris Panzer over here is a legitimate commercial model. Yeah, last time I thought it was an old commercial, but then I saw it while I was at the gym like a few weeks ago. <laughs> so bagalang para sa Yeah, yeah. Can we mention the chewing gum? I think we can, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not sponsored anymore. Yeah, so Judge Chewing Gum got Chris Panzer as their face. You are the face of Judge Chewing Gum. How'd that happen, Chris? Oh, uh, you know, I just went through a casting and, you know, they like my stuff. Yeah. They're just going to chew and look happy. <laughs> so, but you didn't look happy there. You look confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first part, I was like confused because a lot of, you know, people like banging in so hard on me and then you parang just eat a chewing gum and then you'll feel chillaxed. There are a lot of girls in the commercials, Papi. Oh, Papi, there are a lot of girls in the commercials. Oh, Ateneo Volleyball. That's the type of Chris Panzer. And now that we're on the subject, what's going on with Chris Panzer? Papi, what's the type of chicks? Oh, Papi, I want to... Scarlet. I know, the ass. Working out, you know, they got that. So, the anaconda levels, that's it. Oh, wag naman ganun. Hindi ko na kaya yun. So hindi mo kaya maging parang si Drake na nakaupo ka and then nandun na sa harap si Nicki Minaj. Oh, shh. Hindi ko kaya yun. Hindi mo kaya yun. Are the girls back in Detroit like that? Uh, you know, girls back in Detroit? That'd be crazy, man. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, you were telling us off the air before we started recording that you did go back to Detroit after that loss against uh, Ken Warren. So what went through your mind and what was that trip for? Yeah, what did you do? Well, I can't say that um, it's not like finding myself, but... You know, it's, I just wanted to, like, get away for a bit just to put my, my mind at ease. And, you know, just it's like a vacation. You know, I miss Detroit. You know, shoutouts, by the way. You know, Terry Q Ball, Yellow Brick Court. Miss you guys. Hey, guys. So, <laughs> so did the uh, PWR guys hear from you while you were away, uh, while you were in Detroit? Uh, I went off the grid for a bit. And, you know, being off the grid, I'm sure that's something Ken Warren knows nothing about because your social media presence is, it's just everywhere. Wait, 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 wait. Ken Warren got the win with Chris Panzer as a commercial. Who, who is the more, who, who, sinong, who's sinong more, who's more over? Yeah. Well, just to put it out there, I was just at a premiere night last night, you know, Quezon City Cinema um, International Film Festival. You know, the, the mayor is just right in front of me. Vice mayor just right in front of me as well. Celebrities at the back. No big deal, you know. So how many did you go see, did, wait, you get? Uh, did you go see Sangalan the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, I represented PWR. Yeah. And, uh, how was you know, it? Uh, the movie's short but sweet. So How, uh, how short is it? I was like minutes? to know. Oh, I see. I so see. was it worth it? Uh, yeah, pay like 100 bucks. Uh, I mean, 100 pesos. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you got to be politically correct. Yeah, How many yeah. retweets did you get from your appearance at the QC International Film Fest? Uh, well, I actually didn't tweet. I posted on my Instagram at the Ken Warren Cheap Pop right there, kids. And, uh, well, uh, I got some likes and uh, got some uh, questionable comments. But, you know, people are going to hate. Those haters actually love me. Because, you know, why would you hate a guy who's uh, so badass? The whole fucking package. <laughs> yeah, bang talaga. Pero, Papi, nakita ko yung Instagram niya. 
may picture siya with Chris Aquino. Oh, wow. I wasn't messing. You're rubbing shoulders with the presidential sister. Yeah, just, you know, hanging out, Halloween night, hanging out with Chris Aquino. So what was your costume, Ken Warren? I was just wearing this uh, exclusive t-shirt, Dracula Unsold t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you can't oh. just get that on the department store, kids. He got the swag. Right, but yeah. speaking of t-shirts, Ken Warren is sporting a very sweet t-shirt right now. It's a Ken Warren shirt. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, uh, I got this uh, idea of mine, you know, more badass than Brock Lesnar. Eat, sleep, post, retweet. Now, I'm looking at the shirt right now. And earlier when huh? you came in, I saw something at the back. There's something written in there as well. Can you tell me what's written at the back of your shirt, Ken? Absolutely. Uh... Wait, bro, there's a problem, though. I couldn't actually read from, you know, I'm, it's at the back of my shirt. I couldn't read it. Hey, uh, Chris P. Papa P. Panzer, come on. Read it for me. Really? What? Uh, Can't you read? Come on. says hashtag that at the Ken Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Give you an eight. You got to love how he's cooperative. You know, Chris is good guy Panzer, man. Good guy Panzer. But you know, I got to ask you, Chris, where's your T-shirt? Yeah, I'm sure. I know your loyal fans would like to see a T-shirt. Well, unquote loyal fans. Tear off, loyal fan. <laughs> Not plural singular. Sure, seal. Yeah. So when are we uh, seeing a Chris Panzer T-shirt, man? Uh real soon. You know, it's in a mass production right now. Well, I can't say how it looks like. You guys just gotta wait. Yeah, we can't, can't exactly see it from here. <laughs> right, right. I could actually read it for you right now. It says nothing. <laughs> I'm loving this guy. Point two from the boy back home. I am loving this guy. You are your mic game is stepping up, brother. Must be the gum. Chillax, brother. <laughs> is it Judge? Yes, yeah, Judge, the red one. Oh, whoa! Kumita si Panzer dun pare. Okay, Chris, you lost the first match. Uh, there's no doubt about that. No denying the facts. So, what now? How big is the pressure going into this match? Like, um, I know it has to be monumental, but. How is it? Can you tell us exactly how it is right now for you? Okay, you are correct with the uh, monumental pressure because uh, I went to Detroit and up to now I'm still thinking about it. Um, I can't really say. You know, Ken Warren, bro, you are very good in the ring. You know, it's hard to top that. But that's it. You know, I know deep inside that I can beat you. And I know that you know you just got lucky. But this time, that Wi-Fi ain't going to connect. Pulling the plug, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, I love that. Pulling the plug. It's such a huge threat. I mean, Ken Warren, Chris Panzer is oozing with confidence. How do you respond to somebody who's confident and really believes deep down in their heart that they can beat you this time around? Well, you know, um, here's a uh, try to pick up yourself line for you, Panzer. Since it's the holiday season, Santa must have come early this year. Because you are first on my kick the ass off list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and uh, to answer your question, what was the question again? Sorry. The question was, how do you respond to somebody who's got a lot of confidence, believing deep down in their heart that they can beat you this time around? Uh, Show me, kid. You know, dog is cheap. You show me in the ring, kid. Talk is cheap. Hearing that from you is very surprising because you like to run your mouth a lot. You, you not only run your mouth on the mic, but you also run your mouth on social media. So where, where is this coming from? Some hinuhugot yung talk is cheap when you're the one who talks a lot. Wala akong quote in a quote hinuhugot, pero meron akong pinapaso. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Point three from the boy back home. <laughs> We're not PG, though. But I, I did not see that coming. Literally. 
No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, but now, Chris, uh, tell me now, how are you going to prepare heading into this match? I know you're not going to reveal everything because Ken Warren is right here. But what kind of what kind of uh, preparations will you, be, will you be putting yourself through heading into Terminus for December six? Just train hard, and I just believe. I believe in myself, and I believe in Panzermonium, and that's it. That's all I need. So what's next for Panzermonium? I know I asked you this before, but I want to ask you this again. Where does Panzermonium go from here? I know it's a movement. I know it's a lifestyle. But where do you want to take this moving forward? Where does Panzermonium go? Well, it's this like a reawakening. They saw me fall, and they will see me rise. And they will just see me getting back up, you know, fall seven times, stand up eight. And that's, you know, just going to repeat that. Fall down, get back up, don't give up. I like that. I remember that commercial from uh, Converse with Dwayne Wade on it. Fall seven times, stand up eight. I like that because that's something everybody can relate to. And that's why a lot of people are pulling for Chris Panzer. A lot of people are believing in Panzermonium because we've all been there. We've all been that guy who's failed on the big stage and just trying to get back up. Now, Ken Warren. I haven't. I was about to say, I was about to ask, like, <laughs> have, th- can you relate? Can you relate to an experience like that where, you know, you, you failed, but... You just want to fight and fight and fight and get back up. Oh, yeah. There was this one time I screwed up making an account. That was it. <laughs> Online account. Maybe it's Twitter or Facebook. I can't remember. But you, uh, but you got yourself back on track. Yeah. Like uh, one, one mistake. I, got, I got, the, got to click the enter button and everything. You know? So, Ken, now, uh, now that we know that you don't get your social media accounts mixed up, I got to ask. Yeah. What's going to go through your mind heading into December 6th? Like, how are you going to prepare yourself and psych yourself up for a rematch against a guy you know you've beaten? It's like uh, the team song of Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. Here we go, money talk. Here comes the money. You feel me, dog? We can bring you in as a guest on Bose Avenue next time. Thank you. Wait, what's up? Uh, Bose Avenue is one of our segments where we actually sing songs, oh, yeah. sing wrestling songs to, to uh, the style of Bo- of Boys Avenue. <laughs> What's Boys Avenue? <laughs> You'll find out. You They're big on out. YouTube. Really? Yes, they are. <laughs> I'm gonna ask my agent again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have enough time. You know, it's fine. It's fine. I get you. You're a busy guy. You're a big star on social media. You don't have enough time to know all these other big stars, big stars on social media. Right now, I've got a question about PWR Bootcamp because I know you guys are alumni of the bootcamp and I know you guys show up regularly there as well. So, Chris, let me ask you, how are you involved with the training program at PWR Bootcamp? Well, I uh, observe um, as well as the whole roster. You know, we just observe them. And let me tell you, these guys are hella good. You know, uh, compared to my progress before. Yeah. uh, Where they, they are now. Yeah. They're like way up there, dude. They got a lot of potential. And these guys, you just need to like wait for these guys until they get in the ring. Uh-huh. They're going to wow you, man. Uh, I've, I have an extra question for you because I know that one of the guys from Boot Camp is a huge Chris Panzer fan. <laughs> His name is Ralph, by the way. And are we going to see you take Ralph under your wing very soon? Is he going to be like a future tag team partner or a protege of sorts moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's funny to me. <laughs> he's, such, he, no, he, he's such a huge Panzer mark. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, Ralph, you know, uh, we love you, buddy. We appreciate the effort. And I know you're training hard. And who knows, maybe one day, you know, take you in my wing or something like that. Looks like know. he's got a great future. Got a great future. All right. Now, let me ask Ken. Uh, you're also an alumnus of the very first boot camp. Now, what goes through your mind when you see these guys training in the ring? 
Well, uh, they're pretty good. I like that big dude, big ball dude. He could, uh, he could be useful to me, you know. Big ball dude. Yeah, he could be useful to me. So, what's his name? Like, uh, can you describe this big ball dude? He's big. He's bald, and I think uh, his name is an an. It's an initial or something. <laughs> I think you're referring to a guy named MDJ. Yeah, I think it's that. That's him. Hey, dude, uh, if you're listening right now, which you are because I'm here, uh, if you want a big paycheck this Christmas, just hit me up on Twitter, at Deacon Warren. Wow, wow. An open invitation. Ken Warren is looking for an enforcer. And who, who else to ask but one of the biggest guys from the boot camp roster, MDJ. Wow, this is big news right here. Para number one, number one draft pick ata si MDJ. Oh, ay, para naging number one draft pick. Here's the question, though. I want to ask both of your opinions. <laughs> I know it. On this motherfucker right it. here. How is Ro holding up at boot camp? I see the intensity. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in your eyes, man. I can feel it. Just keep on doing that. Keep Thank you, Chris. Uh, Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, Ro's my homeboy. Uh, dude. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the optimism. You have to hand it to Ken Warren. At least he knows how to be positive, even a little bit. Yeah, just just for Ro. All right. Uh, I guess uh, we're about to uh, we're about to end our interview with Chris Panzer and Ken Warren. But I want to hear you guys one last time. Invite our listeners on the SGP podcast to show up this December six. So let's start with Ken. Geeks, nerds, and everything in between. Catch me, yours truly, the social media sinister, the crowd proclaim human trending topic, the OG of IG, the hashtag candid attention bandit. What did I miss? Oh, yeah. The face of Facebook, Twitter's favorite, on December 6th, PWR Terminus at the Makati Square Arena, formerly known as Makati Cinema Square, for the very reasonable price of 250 pesos. Bell time is at 6 p.m. and uh, show starts at 7 p.m. or a bit later. Ito <laughs> na lang Last question Ken Warren Magkaka-Wi-Fi na ba Sa Makati Cinema Square By then? It's like I said before brother The only Wi-Fi I need Is my piss right fist And my sick right kick That was good But you're all talk And Panzermonium Will run right through you Alright Now uh, of course We know that our boys From PWR Are on social media So Chris Can you please tell our listeners How they can get in touch With you on social media Follow me on Instagram Twitter, that's at PWRPanzer, and just search me up on Facebook, uh, Chris Panzer, PWR. And of course, needless to say, but we got to ask, uh, Ken Warren, your social media handles for our listeners. Wait, before I say anything else, just to put it out there, hey Panzer, yeah, kid, you're tough. You're one tough SOB, but the keyword right there is SOB. So you're an SOB. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, going back. Wait, you want to see something? Later, later. Yep. Yeah, yeah, later. You want to see something? Not yet, SOB. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah. You sure? sure? You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Commercial Amboy, you sure? <laughs> sure? Okay, fine. Here's my social media accounts. At the Ken Warren for Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, Ken Warren-PWR. Again, they made me do it. For Facebook. There you have it, folks. All right. There you have it. Uh, Ken, Ken Warren versus Chris Panzer once again going one-on-one on December 6th. The show's called Terminus, brought to you by Philippine Wrestling Revolution, and it's at the Makati Cinema Square. We will see you there. Wow, what an interview between uh, Ken Warren and Chris Panzer. It was actually fun having them both on the show again. And it, I just got to say, Ken Warren, man, all these things coming out of his mouth left and right, left and right. Shit. <laughs> wow, he's really gotten better. He stepped up his mic game. 
And Chris Panzer. I mean, Panzermonium picking up. Still running wild. <laughs> Still running wild. I'm glad I'm glad that he hasn't given up uh, despite having lost to Ken Warren. I know his spirits are still on the way up, but we wish both uh, Chris Panzer and Ken Warren nothing but the best in their current endeavors. True Yo, that. Current, true endeavors. That. current endeavors. And future. And future. I mean, December 6th is coming up quickly. We Less are... than a month away. No, exactly a month away. Yeah. Exactly. Well... As, as of posting, less than a month away. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's time for our picks of the week. Right, uh, if you're new to this segment, the picks of the week, basically these are the best or the most must-see things, in our opinion, from wrestling this week, something you just have to watch. Uh, who's going to go first this, this time? I say you. Yeah, just, you yeah fine. I'll, I'll well. go ahead. You might as well. Yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is from the first episode of Lucha Underground. It's from last week, but since we're recording on Friday, it's been about two episodes now. So I'm um, picking the main event of the very first Lucha Underground. Johnny Mundo, the former John Morrison, because he's a man who goes by many names. Juan Morrison. <laughs> against uh, the guy you know as Ricochet, Prince Puma. It was a fun main event uh, in Lucha Underground. It, it was pretty much something you would expect from a lucha uh, from a lucha libre match. A lot yeah. of high flying. Uh, I I love the way they countered each other's moves. Very fast paced. Very exciting. And it was enough to tell a story. I think Juan is finally in his uh, is in his element. Yeah? <laughs> I guess, save for the fact that he's still, in my opinion, better off as uh, as a gringo heel, as a pretty boy gringo heel. No, making I'm, fun I'm of saying fast that wrestlers. he's um, his this lucha thing is his element. It's acrobatic. Yeah. It's flashy. Suitable for his parkour yeah, exactly. style. He's yeah. gonna have an easier time here. Like working, so yeah. Um, if you have time, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Go catch Lucha Underground, go catch the very first main event, Johnny Mundo versus Prince Puma. It was exciting. Um, you don't even need to listen to Striker and Vampiro at that point, yeah. you, you can just watch the match, put it on mute, you'll have a, you'll have a blast. <laughs> Links are on the group, that's well, right. We've posted, we've po- because it is Lucha Underground. We've posted our underground links on the group. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like that. And if you're not part of the group yet, do join us. It's facebook.com slash group slash smart Gilas Filipinas. Oh, love that. All right. What's, what about you? What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Sami Zayn versus Tyson Kidd from main event this week. Why am I not surprised? I'm okay. Admittedly, I am a generico Sami Zayn mark. I mark out so hard. I love him. I the love last him so two hard. minutes of the match. But though. the last two minutes the of the match. The last two minutes of the match. I mean, We've seen good work from both men mm. recently. I mean, most recently on Raw from Tyson Kidd. But this this just keeps getting better. I mean, Sami Zayn's Road to Redemption, this is part of it. I am so happy for him. And main event is one step closer to main roster. Mm, if, yeah. Um, JBL was hoping that he gets to be a main... Uh, no, main a event. Main, a full-time, full-time roster, roster guy. Member. And... Imagine the matchups. Just imagine the matchups and start drooling. It's gonna be so much fun. You know, I it feel bad be. for not having seen this match yet, you but I'm certain I, I will go see this match over the weekend. I will do myself a favor and it's do like, that. What? Eight, six minutes? Eight, yeah, yeah, about that. Gonna... It's a short match, but good god, these guys work. Anyway, my pick of the week is the main event of t- uh, this week's this Raw, week's Raw. Orton versus Rollins, because for one, it's actually a straightforward match. No. Uh-huh. No, um, shenanigans. no shenanigans. No shenanigans. Well, after, post-match. Uh, post-match shenanigans. Uh, unlike uh, last week's uh, main event. And again, Rollins was fresh off a rather relatively lengthy match against Dolph Ziggler earlier in the night and still wrestled as though it was, he, it was his was first fresh. match. Yeah. Wow. That because guy, these guys can go. CrossFit does a whole lot of good. Oh, man. 
<laughs> but it seriously. gets you fit for life. Uh, you you got to see the whole thing, uh, the whole match, and then what comes after. It's really a huge moment. And you can really see the, the, the evolution of the Randy Orton character. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that's going to do it for us, for our picks of the week, and for the show, episode number 31 of the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. We're going to go get some drinks now. But before that, we got to invite you to watch this movie with us. It's uh, it's a short film, which is part of the Quezon City International Film Festival. <laughs> I <love> Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> that's not short. Yo, I'm going to watch that on on Sunday. But uh, Watching IMAX, though, by the I'm gonna take note of that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna catch this. Uh, at least uh, Mr. Camus and I. We're gonna go catch Sangalan Ultimate Warrior, which is written and directed by one of our members at, at on SGP. His name is Miko Livello. He's the writer and director, and we're gonna be interviewing him right here on the SGP podcast next, next week. week. Right here. Exclusively on the SGP podcast. <laughs> so you know we're we're excited to have Miko Livella on the show. Uh, we want to talk about uh, Sangalini Ultimate Warrior, obviously his wrestling fandom, pick his brain a little a little bit, and that's something to tease you about. You know, episode number thirty two. And with that, we're going to be closing the podcast. Thank you so much for always, always tuning in. Thank you to the Mellow 94.7 bosses for always letting us use their studio, their equipment. (laughs) And thank you for downloading, for playing, for sharing, telling your friends, and most importantly, for giving us your feedback. Please rate us on iTunes. Rate us on Facebook. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Tell us how we can improve. And uh, don't forget to follow us on... On the Twitter. On the Twitter. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Since you said it anyway, yeah. Follow us on the Twitter. It's at Stan947 for me. At Caveman Camus for me. At Roizvar. Man, we need some drinks. We're going to get out of here. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. You guys stay safe. We will see you at uh, Sangalini Ultimate Warrior on Tuesday, uh, 12 noon at Trinoma. And, of course, for episode 32 of the SGP Podcast. Peace out. Peace. Hey, this is Chris Panzer, and you are listening to the SGP Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.